Welcome to Well-Defined and Wonderful, the podcast about mathematical intricacies and beauty in mathematical analysis. Hello and a very warm welcome to Well-Defined and Wonderful and with me is Fabian from Hamburg and Markus from Freiberg. In today's episode, we're going to put together notions we already introduced, namely we put together integration and differentiation with our maybe peak point of the podcast, namely considering the fundamental theorem of calculus. And for this, there are two parts, the first part and the second part. And this episode is solely devoted to address the first part. Before, however, we're going there, we need to introduce a new notion. And this notion is the so-called antiderivative. So how much of anti is the antiderivative, Fabian? <laughs> yeah, that's a very, very good question. So we want to answer some sort of the question, given a function f, is there a function that we will call the antiderivative such that the derivative of the antiderivative gives me back my original f? So sometimes if we write this down, we use a capital F to denote the antiderivative. Sometimes you also call this capital F the primitive function. And so if we take the derivative of this primitive function, we get back um, our original function F. Okay, so these are, this is now a new notion and so it somehow expresses going backwards. So we know how to differentiate, we know how to compute the derivative, and we don't know really much about computing the antiderivative because we haven't produced any uh, viable techniques for doing this. However, we can just imagine there would be some inverted process going back. And this inverted process is descript uh, described by antiderivative. Okay. And so given two antiderivatives of one function f, what can we say about their relationship? What we, what we can say about this is, well, recall what the derivative of a constant function was. If we take the derivative of a constant function, it's always zero. So, and it's um, for, for given two antiderivatives, we know that their difference can just be a constant function because they are both antiderivatives of the same original function. So if they are going to get, give us our original result back, they can only differ by something that is mapped to zero during differentiation. And this is a constant. So the difference between two primitive functions needs to be a constant. And this is to just remind the listeners um, to, of, of, of our podcast of how this is proven. Um, one, can, one, one side of this equivalence has already been mentioned by Fabian that constants differentiated give zero. But if your derivative is zero, then this, this is always being a constant is a consequence of the mean value theorem. The reason I'm saying that is the mean value theorem plays a fundamental part in the proof of the first part of the fundamental theorem of calculus. And maybe we go straight to this fundamental theorem. So what is all about that, Fabian? The, fun the first part of the fundamental theorem of calculus uh, relates integration with differentiation or better phrased in uh, the language also of today's episode, integration with 
antiderivatives. So we will establish a notion here. And um, so it will be sort of the essence of the theorem is that if we have a Riemann integrable function and its antiderivative, or we have a differentiable function with a Riemann integrable derivative, then the difference of function values f of b minus f of a equals the integral from a to b of its derivative. Very nice. That is a way of computing integrals. So if you think of this Riemann integrable, derivative of the antiderivative is given, and you also know the antiderivative, then this gives you a method of computing the integral. And we don't know yet how to compute the antiderivative, but if we had one, then we would be able to compute integrals explicitly, more or less, anyway. And the proof, as I said, is based on the mean value theorem. And in order to facilitate, facilitate talking about the proof, we will readdress what Fabian just did. So we will talk about the function that is the antiderivative by assigning the letter f. And the Riemann integral derivative of this will be f prime. So what you want to prove is f of b minus f of a equals the integ integral from a to b of f prime. Okay, so how do we start here? So first start when thinking about one side of this equality, which is the difference of function values of a differentiable function would be, well, as you already spoiled it for us, to think about the mean value theorem for differentiable functions that we know. Namely, if we have the difference of f of b minus f of a, we know that there needs to be a point xi between b and a, such that the difference f of b minus f of a equals the derivative of f, so f prime, at xi times b minus a, so the difference of the arguments that we plug in. And so if you think about the mean value theorem, um, normally we state it in a different fashion, right? So we state it in the form of a quotient. But now the only thing we did was well, we, we, we multiplied the denominator to the other side of the equality. And we have a difference of function values on the one side and the difference of arguments, so b minus a on the other side, times the derivative at the position xi between b and a. And now, since we're talking about integration, the right hand side, this f prime of xi, the value in between b and a, times b minus a is remindful of the integral of a step function of height f prime of xi and width b minus a. In other words, we have a constant step function, constant on the interval a, b with height f prime of xi and the right hand side of this equality just coming from the mean value theorem tells us that this is the integral of this, uh, of this step function. Okay, that's an interesting observation. And we can somehow crank the handle a little bit more um, by introducing other points in between B and A. So we're repeating this framework now. How? 
So let's just say we are on the interval from A to B and now take uh, one point x1 in the middle. Then um, we do something that we also saw in one of the previous episodes. We say, well, we look at not one difference of function values, but two differences of function values that are built in a telescoping sum fashion. Before we looked at f of b minus f of a, but now we have a third point in the middle. So we are looking at f of b minus f of x1. So this would be, well, first part of our integral. And then we add again f of x1 and then subtract f of a. So we have two differences now, f of b minus f of x1 and f of x1 minus f of a. So now we can repeat this process that we just illustrated for the whole interval, now for these two subintervals. So applying the mean value theorem twice, once on each of these subintervals. Let's start with the first one. So the one that goes from a to x1, right? So we have now on the one side of our equality, we have f of x1 minus f of a. We know from the mean value theorem that there is a point, let's uh, yeah, psi, in between x1 and a, such that um, the derivative f prime gives us some sort of, a, the derivative is attained by the uh, difference quotient. And the way we want to state it is that f of uh, x1 minus f of a equals f prime of psi times x1 minus a. And we do this now also for the interval from x1 to b. And the procedure would be the same. We get an element in between x1 and b, call that eta, and also then the difference f of b minus f of x1 is the same as f prime of eta times b minus x1. And now we can iterate the whole process. We have summed up everything to get on the far left of our equality f of b minus f of a and with many 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 uh, points partitioning in between the uh, interval interval endpoints a and b so x1 and uh, xn say um, we now have a sum of integrals of those uh, step functions now constant on those tiny sub interval or in other words we have an integral of a step function with steps f prime of the argument that lies in between those partitioning intervals and we, we can we can repeat the process and make the interval length smaller and smaller so the maximal width of the uh, distances of the partition point smaller and smaller and then we can actually show which is not very difficult that the whole process now converges to the integral of f prime. So in other words, this, the integral of the step function being constant on those sub intervals, on the sub intervals and with height f prime of this um, value uh, in between of those uh, sub intervals, this guy, this whole sum converges to the integral of f prime. So left hand side stayed the same all the time, f of b minus f of a and right inside tends to the integral of f prime. And that's the fundamental theorem of calculus, first part. Fantastic. Um, the second part is something for future episodes. We're quite happy and exhausted. So thank you very much for listening. Goodbye, Fabian. Goodbye.
So what did we learn today? Today we saw a first relationship of integration and differentiation by means of the fundamental theorem of calculus. And this enabled us, for instance, the first part, to compute integrals by means of having an antiderivative. And the next part is the next part.